kia ora. Welcome to the podcast. This week we are talking how to thrive in business as an introvert. I identify as an introverted person. Definitely how I show up as an introverted person has changed over the years. Significantly changed when I was a teenager and then again through midlife, through that perimenopausal phase. If you're going through perimenopause, you can possibly relate. It's changed how social you feel, how comfortable you feel meeting people out at events. We're going to get into all of that and I'm going to talk really specifically about separating out shyness and introversion because they're not the same and they don't automatically blend together. Just because you're introverted doesn't mean you're shy. So I'm going to clarify on that and I'm going to give you some strategies and tips for how you can look after your energy as an introverted person and how to create boundaries that protect your energy and why actually being introverted is your superpower as a small business owner. Let's go. I'm Megan Kerr, mindset coach and meditation teacher. This podcast is here to help you unwind self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm so you can step into the confident leader you were born to be. Women, it is time to bring your purpose into the world in an impactful way without sacrificing your well-being. Are you ready? Let's begin. Okay, so before we dive into the strategies that I'm going to give you that are really going to be helpful for recharging your energy, for maintaining good energy so you don't get burnt out and overwhelmed as quickly, I'm going to go actually into what does it mean to be an introvert. You might already identify yourself as being an introverted person or you might know that you have introverted tendencies and so the first thing to say is that it is not black and white on or off so you're not either extroverted or introverted it's very much a spectrum of how you function in the world and what works best for you in terms of how you replenish your energy so as an introverted person, that really means that you're more comfortable focusing on your inner thoughts and ideas rather than what's happening externally. And there's a tendency to enjoy spending time with maybe one or two people rather than really large crowds or groups of people. And when you hear the word introvert, you might think that that describes someone who's shy and prefers to be alone. So that might be true for some people that are introverted, but not others. It might depend on the time of your hormonal cycle. It might depend on the time of your life. So we don't, we want to keep thinking about it as a spectrum and something that its qualities in terms of how it shows up for you changes over time. But what I really want to dive into today in the podcast is if you're an introverted person, we often give ourselves a bit of a bad rap about that. So I would do more outgoing things. I'd meet more people. I'd show up online more if I wasn't so introverted. So I really want to get clear around that and talk about why that isn't necessarily the case and why that doesn't have to be something that limits you. Being introverted is actually something that is, I think it's just fantastic. And I'm going to go into why I'm all about the introverted business owner. So when I was researching the 
podcast, I learned that Carl Jung was one of the first people to start using the terms introvert and extrovert. And it became a sort of a framework for talking about how people get or spend their energy. So Jung said that we turn into our own minds and selves to recharge, whereas extroverts seek out other people for their energy needs. So it seems that on the planet there are more extroverted people in the world than introverted people. And though it looks different in everyone, here are some patterns of behavior that are common for a lot of introverted people. So you need quiet to concentrate, you're self-aware and self-reflective, you take time making decisions, you're really comfortable being alone, you don't like group work, you might feel tired after being in a crowd of people. And you might have fewer friendships, but but you're very close with those friends. And you also may tend to go into daydreaming states or use your imagination to work through problems. And you retreat into your own mind to rest. So that's a really key thing. So I really love the analogy that Simon Sinek uses to describe the difference between introverts and extroverts. So he says, an introvert wakes up in the morning with five coins and every social interaction they spend a coin. At the end of the day, they're depleted because they've been spending coins on those social interactions. Now, an extrovert wakes up with no coins and at every social interaction, they gain a coin. And so at the end of the day, they feel rich. I like that analogy. That's something that I have noticed for myself, that in a larger crowd, at a bigger event, my energy is being used, generally speaking, rather than replenished. And so it makes sense to me because I will tend to not want to go to an event with lots of people if I'm feeling tired or depleted. So I want to have within myself reserves of energy before I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go and do this thing with lots of people. Let's go and have fun with that group. I normally need to have an abundance of energy to want to do that. And of course, we have our ambiverts, and that is described as someone who falls between being introverted and extroverted. So they have a balance of both of those personality types. And they're more able to adapt to different situations and be outgoing or reserved depending on the situation. Whereas an extrovert will tend to be more outgoing and sociable and they enjoy being around other people and might actually find being alone being draining, which for me is I'm completely the opposite of that. And I think it's really important to talk about the difference between introversion and shyness. So these are two very different traits, but they overlap in some people. So if you're introverted, you tend to be more inward focused. You're focusing on your thoughts rather than seeking outside yourself for external stimuli. And you recharge by spending time alone. That's a key piece. But shyness 
on the other hand, is more a fear or discomfort in social situations. So if you experience shyness, you might feel anxious or self-conscious around others and may even have trouble initiating and maintaining conversations. You might feel awkward in social situations. And whilst people often say if you're introverted you're shy that is definitely not necessarily the case and I've certainly gone through phases in my life of of having that experience of shyness and then not having it at all or you know like when I came into perimenopause I felt more socially awkward it was more difficult for me to have those social conversations to be in those larger groups of people And then that has actually changed over the last few years. And whilst I still am an introverted person, so I gain energy by being by myself, I don't have that social awkwardness as much now. And if it's there, I'm kind of just laughing at myself. It's not something that stops me. I don't consider myself to be shy anymore. And There might be lots of reasons around that, some work that I've done in recent years. It could actually come down to a shift in hormone levels, going through perimenopause and then coming out the other side and having actually a lot more stability with my hormones. That's certainly correlated with that phase of my life. Anyway, something to keep in mind if you're in that midlife phase. But let's look at why I think being introverted is actually your superpower. Here's why I think being introverted is actually your superpower. Because you're really good at deep connections. You can take that conversation deeper. You're a great listener and you're a deep thinker, which tags into being really innovative in your thinking. You're creative and you have this rich, active imagination. And you're also self-reflective. Those are fantastic skills to have as a small business owner and creator. And the next piece that I want to speak to is that I want us to look out for things that we can kind of put in the way as barriers when we're an introverted person. We can sometimes start to identify, I can't do that thing because I'm introverted. So it could be become a reason why I tell myself that I can't show up on video, on social media. I can't speak in front of groups because I'm too introverted. That's too much for me. I can't do it. I can't go to those networking meetings. I can't go to those larger group gatherings because I'm an introverted person. And we let it become something that we lean into just a little too much as a way of excusing ourselves from stretching through some fears, maybe some shyness, some fear of visibility. And I want to speak to that really clearly today because if you're an introverted person, that's such a great quality. But let's not create that as a label that we put in between ourselves and doing those hard things of building connections with our community. Because in whatever way you do it, that 
is what supports us to grow as a business owner. That's what supports your business to grow is those connections. So don't let that label of being introverted become a reason not to do the hard things. And the truth is there are many, many introverted leaders and speakers, business owners that are out there doing it. It's available for all of us. Instead, what I encourage you to do is to figure out how to do those things, how to make those connections, how to let people know about what you're doing in a way that works for you. And if you are going out and doing that thing that is depleting your energy, say it's speaking in front of a group, start to work it in a way that you can regenerate your energy afterwards. And I'll get into that a little bit more in a sec. So this is a strategy for how you can protect your energy or at least replenish your energy. So I, the way I think about energy is in terms of our vitality, the energy within us, is that it is infinite, that we sort of have these batteries of energy within us that the energy goes down and then gets recharged. So we've got rechargeable batteries. It's not that we're having to necessarily sustain a particular level of energy within our internal batteries, but that we notice that our energy drops and then we recharge it. So you can kind of feel the difference around that. If I'm always looking to just keep my energy at that certain level, then I'm coming from a more protective, rigid kind of stance rather than having that sense of yeah my energy does deplete if I'm teaching to a group that's normal so let me put some things in place around that that help me to recharge my energy afterwards so you want to really I'd start to identify you know what causes overwhelm for you what causes that energy to go from a 10 out of 10 to a 1 out of 10 in a few minutes so understanding those common triggers. So it might be that you've scheduled too many social interactions in a day. It might be that you're in these events or gatherings where there's just too much noise. And so that causes that depletion of energy. Or you've jam-packed your schedule with a whole bunch of tasks and meetings that are all about interacting with other people so you're not giving yourself enough alone time during your day or at the start of the day at the end of the day so when I was seeing lots of clients in the clinic what I would do would be to set up 15 minutes in between clients so I just had that time to come back to myself to settle within myself to center within myself to feel that I'd bookmarked that session. Or if I was teaching at the end of the day and I also had clients during the day, so for me that would be a challenge with my internal energy, my batteries. What I would do is give myself a good break in between seeing clients and then teaching to the group. And then I would make sure that I wasn't starting too early the next day so that you know if I need a little bit of downtime in the morning to just kind of recharge 
to do a meditation, to go for a walk. I had that space for myself. That was the plan anyway. It didn't always work out that way, but that's what I tried to bring into place fairly frequently. Another thing you can do, you know, if you're having meetings with people and you find that group meetings are really draining for you, and that is the thing as an introverted person, you know, talking with one or two people, you could be in your zone, but having a meeting with three or four or five more people can become quite draining. So so what you can do is set up the meetings to have a 30-minute time limit, for example, so that they're not going on and on and on with all the talking, that you've got a limit there. Everyone knows the limit, and even if you go a little bit over, you've got that boundary there, because boundaries are our best friend as introverts. And so instead of like avoiding meetings or never having meetings, you're putting those structures in place. So for me, you know, an hour-long meeting with a couple of people is going to be, I'm going to get to a point where I become a little bit depleted depending on what's going on in the meeting. But 30 minutes, that's a good time frame for me. And so I learned that that was something that I put in place with the person. So I set that boundary before and then that was really helpful. It's helpful for all of us, right? Because when we have that boundary, we... We'll, we'll fill that space. So once you have an understanding of what causes the depletion for you, and it might show up as a little bit of overwhelm and then depletion, and then, you know, you need a little bit more time to recover. Once you understand what those causes are, and you can put some boundaries in place to support that change for you, then Now I'm going to talk about some ways that you can quickly recover from moments of overwhelm or just that real natural look. I've had a day with meetings, with clients, with social interactions. My batteries are pretty drained right now. Here's some tips and techniques for actually recovering your energy really quickly. So the first tip is to prioritize sleep. I'm all about the sleep. Make sure you're getting enough restful sleep. I know it's harder if you have small children. It's harder if you're in midlife and your sleep has been disrupted through those hormonal fluctuations. But as best you can prioritize your sleep because lack of sleep and lack of rest makes for an already slightly fried or slightly wired nervous system. So you start your day and actually your your battery is a little low. So prioritizing sleep. And I'm all about napping. Like the 20-minute the power nap mid-afternoon, if I can get it, I'm going for it. It really like, it kind of gives me two days Like I'm separating my day into two days because I've got that 20 minute power nap. I don't always get it. It doesn't always work out that way. But when it's available for me, I'll grab it. It's just so replenishing. So I'm putting a vote in for the power nap. So tip number two, incorporate some physical activity into your daily routine. So I know when we feel tired, it's kind of like, do I really, this is me anyway, do I really want to exercise? But I find a way to do it my way. And for me, if I'm not going to a class, then I'm probably exercising by myself. 
might be walking by myself, I find that really regenerating. And so I just create those pods of time where I go off and do that short hike, do that walk where I'm by myself and that regenerates my batteries. And it also like allows for lowering of stress. So it reduces the stress and when your stress is high, then it is actually quite hard for your batteries to replenish, for your energy to replenish. So if we can dissolve some of that stress through exercise, then the rest phase comes way more easily and your energy will replenish more easily because the stress in our body sort of blocks the rest and restore phase. So exercising is one way to reduce that stress. Of course, practice mindfulness and meditation and this often suits us as introverted people. So I know that for me, being you know, really strongly on that spectrum of introversion, meditation has always suited me. I'm inside myself, I'm reflective, I'm having that inner time. It's really, really useful for me to raise my energy. So Tip number three, practice meditation and mindfulness. Tip number four, journaling can be really helpful. So that's helpful to unwind that accumulation of thoughts and feelings. And for myself, I sometimes experience that I get a bit snippy, short, especially with my loved ones. If my head is full of thoughts, you know, got a lot of feelings going on, I'm sort of trying to process something or not trying to it's just kind of processing inside of me or I've had a really full day maybe I've had some challenging conversations then having that external stimuli of someone you know trying to converse with me full disclosure at home my bro- I just don't like doing it I just I start to get impatient and so that for me is a sign out I've got to take some time out for myself even if it's only 20 minutes half an hour so journaling can be a really good way to get all of that stuff out on paper maybe you don't come to a resolution or a conclusion with it but it's it's like sharing with someone who's a really good listener and doesn't give advice that's how I see journaling tip number five boundaries boundaries are an introvert's best friend, everyone's best friend aren't they, our capacity to say yes and no, our capacity to understand that within ourselves and of course there can be this crossover from early life traumas big and small and difficulty with boundaries and so then if we've got difficulty with boundaries or we don't really understand how we actualize our boundaries in relationship with others so then saying no will be difficult will fall into people pleasing quite a lot if that's happening you might be aware of it you might not but if that's happening you're going to get depleted really easily so boundaries are they're supportive they're protective they're very important and it can be something to look at. So if you say, if you know you're an introverted person and you hear yourself saying, well, 
that happens because I'm introverted. I get depleted so easily because I'm introverted. I can't go and do that because I'm introverted. I can't, you know, all of that stuff that we tell ourselves. It could be that it's like, let's just create some space between that and look at, hang on a minute, do I need to bring in some clearer boundaries here? Is that what is missing? So it's not so much blaming that, you know, that I'm introverted, that this is happening, but actually there's a lack of boundaries here. There's a lack of a capacity to say no. And tip number six if you're having lots of interactions with people, then schedule in alone time, whether it's at the end of those interactions or the next morning or the afternoon of, give yourself some time to defrag. That has been for me a real game changer in that it's just those pockets of time where I can refresh, come back to myself and go about my day, go on to the next thing. So there's the tips for, for recovering our energy when it's depleted, understanding, look, it's really normal that our energy goes up and down. We expend energy, energy comes back in. Yes, it's infinite, but it'll show up at different levels within our body. And, you know, to conclude, your introverted qualities, they are your superpower as a small business owner. If you bring in clear boundaries and you turn the volume up on boundaries, on being able to say yes and no with clarity, with conviction, if we learn how to reduce people pleasing, then our energy replenishment is going to be so much more free flowing, so much more abundant. And then you can start to lean into all the good things that being more down that introverted end of the spectrum bring you as a business owner. You got to create those micro moments to recharge your energy. Let's not think that being introverted is a negative thing or holds us back or it's a limitation. It's really not. It's something that really supports you as a deep thinker, as a reflective person. You're innovative. You come up with ideas that you're bringing out into the world. You're connecting with people on deep levels. You have a capacity for deepening connection, deepening conversation. Bring in those boundaries look after your energy. If you're an introverted woman and you're a small business owner or you have a business idea that you want to get out into the world, then come and join my small group coaching program, Impactful Women. We start at the beginning of March and we're a really supportive community of women. The focus is on getting out of your own way improving your mindset so that you can really step up and bring your business or your idea into the world. You get weekly coaching, you get mindset modules, and you get a path that is going to help you find your confidence, find your courage, so that you can step up and be that business owner, bring your purpose into the world in the way that you've dreamt of. If you're thinking this might be for you, you want to find out more, just send me a message on Instagram or email me info at megancare.com.
www.co.nz and that's Megan with two E's. I hope this podcast has been really helpful for you to look after your energy, to know that being introverted is actually part of such a great quality of who you are and it's given you some tips for how you can make the most of it and recharge your energy on a daily basis. Go out there and share your business, your purpose with the world. Have an amazing week and I'll speak to you real soon.